Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The growing season officially over uh, with uh, the freeze. What do we dip to 31 degrees? Uh, I, I leave the peppers and tomatoes in this garden in the front yard because they get a lot of sun. It stays relatively warm. They're done. That that That's it. So it, it's time to think about putting everything to bed, including the lawn. And joining us to talk about uh, our turf is Maggie Ryder. Uh, from the University of Minnesota, and Maggie, always good to visit with you. It's been a while. Yeah, and good afternoon, Steve. I was just looking. Last time we talked was in August, and we were talking about a very different scene yeah. for the lawns then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. We were talking about how hot and dry it was and what we could do to rehabilitate lawns, and it is amazing right. what's happened even in my neighborhood with with a little bit more rain and cooler temps how the turf really bounced back, even even for my neighbors that didn't put water down. Yeah, we had a really good fall for growing grass. You know, even the, it was slightly warmer than normal and regular precipitation helped a lot. Um, so I think a lot of the damage that we saw this summer, many areas have recovered. Um, it's especially been good for getting seed, um, getting seed going over the last month. So with the growing season over, that, that means the turf is uh, headed into winter mode ultimately. And the question is, how do we help it along? How do we do it right? Number one, I, I think as people are cleaning up leaves, and I've changed my strategy. Uh, 15, 16 years ago, I moved into a house uh, along the river, a lot of mature trees, uh, some bur oaks, and I would just get bombarded when when the ash trees and the maples and then ultimately the oaks would would let loose and i i would i used to pick up 100 percent of the leaves and i would do it in rounds i'd go around i'd vacuum up the leaves i'd take them wow. to the compost site and get rid of them but i've changed that strategy and and now Good. i try and mulch in as many as i can yeah 100 percent. so i mean so last year i just looked this up minneapolis collected 20,000 tons of yard waste. So that includes, you know, leaves and brush and garden clippings. These, the leaf pickup programs and all this organic waste management, you know, it costs money. And I'm all about street sweeping, right? We, we do not want the leaves to get into our water bodies because it contains phosphorus that, that pollutes our water. But I don't like picking up leaves um, because there's something that can stay on the lawn and can stay in the landscape. Just like we, we advocate a lot for returning grass clippings when you mow instead of bagging them, just keep mowing over the leaves and, and mulch them into the lawn. There's no negative impact on the lawns, you know. 
some people will think, oh, the different tree species, like it's going to acidify my soil. But research has shown, you know, between different species, like the maples, the oaks, there's no no changes in, in soil pH over 10 years of mulching those leaves into, into a lawn. And in fact, it, it helps improve lawns um, because it's going to contribute some organic matter and nutrients that are in those leaves. And that helps the grass. Yeah, and I, I've noticed it, it is also a lot less work uh, to to do yeah. it that way. And 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 I've really gone to this point. Like even earlier today, I went out, and, and it helps when when the the leaves aren't one hundred percent bone dry, so they turn into powder. Um, so I went sure. mulched in a bunch of leaves. And the yard actually looks pretty good. Where once upon a time, I'd be picking these things up and putting them in the pickup and have this big load to take to the compost site. And now I'm not doing that anymore. So it really has been a win-win. But in the past, when we've talked about this, Maggie, it is key. If you do get an area where you absolutely have a ton of trees, you can't completely cover your turf with leaves either. Yeah, it, I mean, it's so it's harder if you're looking down at your lawn and you don't see any blades of grass, you know, it's 100% covered by tree leaves. You know, I say give it a shot. Try to go over it a few times with the mower. It helps yeah. if you have, like, a, a, a mower with a mulching blade, um, and those can be adapted. And, and I think most, like, you know, off-the-shelf mowers these days have that feature. Um, yeah. But just keep going over it. And, and, you know, maybe in some cases, if it's if you have an inch deep of leaves, it may be warranted to try to spread them out a little more or pick them up. All right, Maggie Ryder joining us from the University of Minnesota. And by the way, uh, there is time to text. You you can send your text to 651-461-9226. If you have a question here about fall turf management, we're getting very late in the season right now. The leaves are falling. Maggie, another one I want to get into, uh, you you see these fall fertilizer programs. Is there any value in that? This is a great question. Um, so fertilizer and you know nutrient applications to the lawn, that should be based around plant growth. And in Minnesota, our lawns are actively growing in the spring and in, in the fall months. And like I, I was just saying, we had a warmer than usual September. It would have been appropriate to fertilize a couple weeks ago. But at this point, you know, the past few days, looking at the forecast for next week, the temps are really sinking, and, and grass growth is going to be very slow, um, below 15% of its growth potential. Um, so I want to be clear, we, you know, we shouldn't be fertilizing lawns now and through the rest of the year because the grass is not growing and it's not going to uptake that fertilizer. And this is, this is an update on historical norms, and, you know, I've gotten a few questions on this in the last week. Outdated lawn care recommendations have said sort of apply a big dose of fertilizer after the lawn stops growing in the late fall because there's they say it'll make your roots grow stronger or it's going to help your green up in the springtime. But this this information has been reviewed in the last decade and there is scant data to support that. And of the few studies in the northern United States, we see that fall fertilizer is not effective at doing that, you know, helping grass growth. In fact, is potentially really harmful. So when you apply fertilizer now, it's not going to get taken up by the grass. And then research has shown that it's not there very much. There's not much left in the springtime. So what's happening is it's washing away somewhere. And this is especially problematic for nitrate leaching. Um, And I want to say one more thing about, about the fall fertilizing in general. You know, when it would be appropriate to do this, you know, two or three weeks ago, 
the only nutrients of benefit to the, the lawn in the fall are nitrogen and iron. Anything else is not likely going to be providing benefits. So one, one common myth is these winterizer fertilizers that have a lot of potassium in them or K. Um, there's this idea, you know, you put on this winterizer fertilizer loaded up with potassium and that's supposed to help your lawn health through the winter months. Um, but again, this is, again, based on recent research, we found that this is completely wrong. And in fact, excessive amounts of potassium at this time of the year can actually contribute to more snow mold disease throughout the winter time. Um, yeah, yes. And so again, we're really myth busting here. Um, so you can put on a fall fertilizer, um, but look for ones that don't have a lot of potassium in them. And you really only care about nitrogen, putting it down at the right time, which would have been, you know, over the last month, month and a half. We're not using as much fertilizer as we used to use. Um, and, you know, that's good for protecting our, our natural resources and, and having clean water. Maggie Ryder joining us from the U talking turf. I know it's late in the year. Most folks will probably need to mow maybe one more time and certainly pick up leaves as uh, we, we close out the growing season. And, and Maggie, going to the break, I brought up how low should you go. That That's always a big question. Uh, do you mow it way down? Typically, if you're at three, three and a half, four inches during the growing season, should, should you cut it back a little bit in the fall? That's a good question. And, I, you know, I think the answer is it's, it's optional. So we're, we're constantly telling people to mow their grass higher, higher mowing heights. I mean, three, three and a half up to four inches, you know, as higher as high as your mower settings will go because more above ground leaf tissue is going to make um, deeper roots and, and healthier plants throughout stressful periods. But there is some evidence that, you know, having a lot of above ground leaf material, you know, four inches, um, it can be more susceptible to winter diseases like snow mold diseases. Um, so you, you often see recommendations to mow your grass a little bit short, shorter in the last mowing or last two mowings of the season. And I don't mean down to one inch. I just mean if you mow it at three or four inches, maybe mow it down to two and a half or two inches. And it, it could have an impact on, again, it, reducing the snow mold disease that you'll see. But I say that it's optional. Um, and, and I'm not a, a huge um, I don't emphasize it too much because one of the one of the issues is people forget to raise the mowing height again in the springtime, and, right. and uh, I don't you know I don't want that to happen. So um, I think that's optional on on mowing it a little bit shorter, um, but it could help with your disease pressure over the winter. Um, what about uh, coriation? Is it too late to do that? Yeah, I think it is. Just for the same reasons I've kind of been saying of the grass isn't growing, growth potential is 10, 15% over the next couple of weeks. So when you make, when you're airifying, you're making a hole um, in the soil there and you're disrupting a little bit of the grass canopy. And the idea is when you do this in the fall, the grass is going to fill in, roots will fill into that hole and, and water will go into that hole and it'll recover. But right now, if the grass isn't growing, it's not going to recover and you're going to have these open areas or you know some some bare bare areas all winter long um and and that's not going to be good for weeds potentially coming up in the springtime so on that i would just say uh wait wait till next year if you haven't all right uh what what about treating weeds or is it just way way too late to go out there and even spot treat some weeds that you spot while you're doing your fall cleanup yeah it's too late for just like the the grass has been growing the weeds are going to really cease growth. So if you put down a weed killer or an herbicide, it's not going to take up that product. That that product is not going to be translocated to the right spot in the plant that will kill it. Um, so I think it would just be a wasteful 
um, use of herbicides or weed killers. But I will say you could hand pull weeds anytime that you want. Um, that would be effective. Uh, but as far as using different products, like, again, the weed killers, they're not going to be effective. It has been a very dry year. We talked in August uh, about how hot and dry it was and uh, how, how to help turf recover in the fall. And, and generally, it, it is amazing. It has come back. I Like I say, I have neighbors that, that didn't water at all, and the, the turf has really bounced back. There, there's some areas that haven't, like, say, out by the street or uh, it's on a slope that, that mm-hmm. faces directly into the sun. That That's still tough. But, you know, generally it has bounced back. But now – uh, do we want to put water down? We may get some rain tomorrow night, very slight chance, may get some rain midweek. What, what about putting water down here at the end of the season? Uh, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be worth it because back to the idea of the grass isn't growing. Um, for that water to be useful to the lawn, it's going to have to be growing in order for it to, to pull water through the plant and, um, you know, do, conduct photosynthesis and evapotranspirate and all that. Um, it's not going to be uh, taken up by the plant. So I, I, I don't think it's useful to apply water right now. All right. So whatever Mother Nature provides, that that's going to be good enough uh, heading into the winter months. And, and I know yeah. from the Smart Gardens program, when you talk about uh, potentially the trees or the evergreens, those probably could use a deep watering going into fall before the ground freezes. And, you know, uh, of course, uh, the extension okay. experts uh, from the U joined Denny Long on Smart Gardens on Saturday morning. And, and they do talk about that, about, you know, especially the, the, the evergreens, but really yeah. all the trees could probably use a good drink before that ground freezes up. So, yeah, but yeah. turf, not such a big deal. Um, Maggie, yeah. another thing I, I wanted to, to bring up, and, and that is the idea of uh, overseeding a lawn or uh, putting seed down very late in the season. Tell us a little bit more yeah. about that. And there is a strategy where that could pay dividends. Yeah. So right now, I mean, this weekend, I would not put seed down because it could start growing a little bit. And then you're going to have little baby plants, you know, maybe one inch little um, seedlings that go into the winter and, and will be susceptible to like winter injury. Um, but I say, you know, wait, what now, two or three more weeks when we get into mid-November, um, there is one thing that you can do and that's dormant seeding. So the idea is that you put the seed down, the grass seed down, um, and in this, when the temperatures are cool, the soil temperatures are cold enough, it's not going to germinate and grow. The seed is going to remain dormant, um, all winter long. It's going to rest there, uh, under a blanket of snow. And then when, temperatures warm up in the springtime and that snow starts to melt, the seed germinates with that water from the snow. Um, so this is, it's really a practice I highly recommend to anybody. Um, even if you have a healthy lawn to continue to overseed with the latest turf grass varieties and, and lower input species like the fine fescues, um, it doesn't take any water. It's, you know, I think it's pretty effortless. Cheap seed is pretty cheap compared to some other things. Um, so do this this dormant seeding in you know mid November would be the earliest, but last year I did it into December because we didn't have snow cover. Um, so dormant seeding highly recommend um, to thicken up the lawns or to just update your lawn with some of the the newer turf grasses. Yeah, and you, and you mentioned the newer turf grasses and the fine fescues because there are a lot of mm-hmm. quick grow seed varieties that are sold at the hardware store, for instance, that that'll get you green really quick. But um, 
take take your time and and really focus on some of those newer varieties that don't are are more drought resistant, so on and so forth. Yeah. There, there's a lot of advantages. So so make sure you read that package. Yeah, yeah it's tough. I you know I wish that the, the options at some of the the big box stores for grass seed were um, a little bit better or made it easier for the the user or the shopper to, to choose the right grasses. So a lot of these quick patch and repair mixes, they have perennial ryegrass seed in them. And that is not a grass seed that we recommend um, predominantly for lawns in, in Minnesota because it, um, it's not very winter hardy or it'll die every winter. Um, but it's sold in these quick patch and repair mixes because it germinates very quickly and it provides a quick green cover, you know, germinate and fill in within um, a couple weeks. So you think you're, you think you got, you're doing good or you have a good lawn, but then it's going to die every winter time. Um, you have to look at the, the labels. There's like a white sticker on all the seed bag labels. Look at that carefully and make sure there's not over 10% perennial ryegrass in it and try to choose these more lower input or sustainable grasses that we recommend so much. And those are the, the fine fescue grasses. So those are like hard fescue, chewing fescue, creeping red fescue. Then tall fescues are also a good drought-tolerant grass. Um, or Kentucky bluegrass, too. You know, if somebody has a Kentucky bluegrass lawn, that's the most popular lawn grass um, in, in Minnesota, um, you can get Kentucky bluegrass seed as well. Yeah, and, but mixing and matching, not a bad idea, or, or introducing the fine fescue, uh, for instance, this yeah. fall when you do that dormant seeding. Yeah, they they all mix well together. The pine fescues, tall fescues, Kentucky bluegrass. So if you have a lawn that's predominantly predominantly Kentucky bluegrass, you can overseed it with these fine fescue grasses. Um, and and again, they they mix well together. They look good together. Um, and then you can try to slowly transition to getting more of these fine fescue grasses that are going to be more um, stay greener for longer in drought. They don't need to be mowed as frequently. They don't need as much fertilizer. And that's why they're uh, more sustainable. All right. Well, Maggie, it's always good to visit with you and uh, talk turf grass. Uh, just yeah. so much great information. Uh, we really appreciate the time. And uh, how do people uh, find out more? A lot, lot of information available at the U website. How do they find it, Maggie? Yeah. Yep. Our University of Minnesota Extension website is at extension.umn.edu. When you go there, there's a tab for yard and garden. And when you, when you go to the yard and garden part of the website, there's a, a whole portfolio of information about, about lawn care and a lot of what I've been talking about here. Um, yeah. So that's extension.umn.edu. All right, great, Maggie. Thanks again. Yep. Thanks. All right, there she is, Maggie Ryder, once again joining us from the University of Minnesota. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.